Oh, the blood is applied. Amen. Amen. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we sing in Christ alone, my hope is found? In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my life, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, burned through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of Oh, no. 
This is your house. Father, come and dwell. This is your house. It's a holy house of prayer. Where the lost and the lonely bring their burdens and their cares. Thank you.
building Lord the breath of God flowing forth across our lives Lord Jesus and impacting us oh God raising us up into your presence oh Father oh Jesus we desire thee more than anything Lord Jesus to have a closer relationship and a closer fellowship with you oh God We welcome you this morning, Lord. We welcome you this morning, Lord Jesus. Can we sing in the presence of Jehovah? In the presence of Jehovah.
King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's the great shepherd. And he walks and he leads and we follow. Amen. Brother Anthony, good to have you here. And Sister Rosie, I'd like you to, uh, to have you come up and pray with us this morning and greet the people. Wonderful that you could be here with us this morning and prove that the borders are open. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We have uh, one prayer request here from uh, from our brother Mucci, who uh, he had invited a, a co-worker some time ago to, to church here, I believe, and um, she is asking, our brother Mucci is asking on behalf of this co-worker, uh, I believe it's her, uh, I'm not sure, it's a sister in, in Vietnam, I'm not sure of the name, but she is suffering with breast cancer. So brother Mucci is just saying, I am asking the mighty army of our Lord Jesus Christ to pray for this sister. Amen. Praise God. And there's many needs that we have in our midst and in the body of Christ. And we just want to take it before the throne of grace. And the brothers, would you come and take up the offering this morning? Amen. God bless you, Brother Anthony. Go ahead and greet the people. God bless you. Good to see you all. It's been a it's been a long year and a half, but by the grace of God, we're still here. Amen. Well, let's just bring these needs before the Lord. Let's pray. God, it's in Your presence. Troubles vanish. Oh God, where we can come and just let off the pressure. Oh God, the world around us. Oh God, the craziness of life. Oh, Jesus, but you've given us a promise. You've given us a rock, oh, God, that we can hold our anchor on to, oh, Jesus. A solid rock that never moves, oh, God. A word that never changes, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, your promises are the same yesterday, today, and forever, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, and for this need of this sister with cancer, oh, God, we've seen you do it before. We'll see you do it again, oh, Jesus. May you just go to her even now, oh, God. May your healing touch, oh, God. May an angel just sweep by her way, oh, God. May your blood just cover over, oh, Jesus. Heal her now, oh, God. Oh, Jesus, and other needs around the world of saints, oh, God. We're fighting with COVID and different things, oh Jesus, the sicknesses. Oh God, we ask that you restore power, oh God, into lives, oh Jesus. Restore their bodies to 100%, oh God. And that they can say that you are the same, oh God. You've never changed, oh God. Your healing power is still the same, oh Jesus. Oh God, as Brother Tom comes to deliver the word, oh Jesus, may your Holy Spirit just speak through him, oh God. May your presence fall down into this place, oh God, even now, oh Jesus, through our brother Nathan, oh God, as he song leads, oh Jesus, as your spirit comes down, oh Jesus, may the people just enter in, oh God, and rejoice with you, oh God. Touch every need, touch every life, oh Jesus. You know every need. 
of every person in this building, oh God. Those on the internet, oh Jesus, may the Spirit even go to them even now, oh God. You can make a way for one, you can make a way for all to cross that border, oh Jesus. Oh God, that you could change the the authorities' minds, oh God, and their power, oh Jesus. It's nothing compared to you, oh God. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Just be with us the remainder of this day and have your way, oh God. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have your seats this morning as we take up the offering. Just want to welcome you all. God bless you to those that have joined with us on the internet and our brothers and sisters on the U.S. side. We just wish you a real good blessing this morning from our Lord God. And uh, just welcome our visitors amongst us and we have a sister from Indiana, Sister Mary Heffernan. We just want to welcome you. She's sitting over here with, alongside Brother Curtis and Sister Rebecca. And also, um, we have a Sister Michelle, who is the, who will be joining us for a couple of years studying at uh, Trinity Western. And Sister Michelle is the young sister of Sister Moline, which is, uh, where are they sitting at? Raise, oh, there you are. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Welcome. Amen. Just each and every one, we welcome you. And how many enjoyed the service on Wednesday? Amen. Amen. All right. Praise God. We have a special, Brother Philip Etock is going to sing before he comes. I just, uh, I was really, I was really rejoicing in the, uh, how Brother Murphy was talking about how the devil is so annoying. <laughs> Amen. And I just want to annoy the devil this morning. <laughs> Amen. You're going to annoy him with me this morning? Let's sing, um, keep on the firing line. If you're in the battle for the Lord and right, keep on the firing line. Amen. Don't matter what the devil does. We've got something in our hearts that's greater than he that's in the world. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, if you're in the battle for the Lord and right, keep on the fire If you and my brother Bye. 
clap of praise. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. God bless you. Just a special we able to uh, come up with last night, and I'm glad Michael was able to like help me out and Brendan as well. So I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Who makes the sun to rise and brings the earth new life in every beam? Jesus, it is you He turns the day to night And watches me as I begin to dream Jesus, it is you Who brings me food for my table cares for all of my needs, who walks the road with me, has grown with me through all that I have been, Jesus, it is you, Jesus, it is you. Thoughts and fears 
hangs among the arms of Calvary. Jesus, it is you. Jesus, it is you. I lift my hands. I bring my song. And all of my days, all of my our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We're going to have uh, Brother Tom come and uh, Brother David and Adam Ora and his wife have got a little one they want to bring uh, forward and have them dedicated this morning. So Brother Tom will do that. But maybe while they're coming, before they come, let's sing, We Fall Down, We Lay Our Crowns at the Feet of Jesus. We fall down, we lay the feet of Jesus, oh, the greatness of mercy and love, at the feet of Jesus, we cry. We cry. 
Jesus loves me, this I know. Jesus loves me, this I know. loves me this I know my 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 well the Lord is definitely perfecting David (laughs) he's got girls all around him uh, and he's loving it and he's loving it well this morning we are dedicating Hannah Adamora and uh, we want to greet the family that's streaming and those that are present to welcome you to this baby dedication we take this time as Jesus did he took time to take these little ones in his arms and bless them. And we do not have baby baptisms, but we have baby dedications. And so we will take this time with Hannah. And Hannah is a, a very special name. Hannah's a wonderful name. And, and I thought, I was praying this morning, Brother David, Sister Linda, how did you reach into the mind of God? How do you reach into the mind of the Word of God and reach and take a name? For a child, it take it takes time. It takes effort just to reach in there and say, "My child will be named a certain name, and this name for this child will be Hannah." And so, then to to understand that, you understand that there's a part of the name that has meaning to us, and that will affect us, as it did in the scripture. And she was favored, the Bible says. The, the name of Hannah means favor, or the name of Hannah means grace, God's grace. She fully trusted in God. She fully trusted in God. And so we say, well, we just named this child this name. And no, there's something that's behind it. There's a heart that wants the right name. A name that identifies mother and father. A name that you both would have agreed upon that you yourself have trusted in God. And many of our children that have grown up here and get married and men are attracted to the Miss Wright or the Mr. Wright attracted by the the Mrs. It's not the fact that they're attracted to, but they've been molded by an atmosphere. So I, I... 
I love Joanne. And so then how did she become it? Because of her parents and the atmosphere they created. And you love Hannah. You'll create an atmosphere. And she will come and be a reflection of you. And so her name is reflecting you. God's favor in your life. God's grace in your life. God's brought you together to make you such a sweet family here this morning. One thing about Hannah, she knew how to pray. And may this Hannah be a praying Hannah. She knew how to pray and she knew the Bible says she rejoiced in the Lord. Not only did she pray, but she rejoiced in Christ. She rejoiced in our God. And through trials and barrenness, she just thought, Oh God, you're a God that can do anything. You're an omnipotent God. You have favored me with a name called favor and grace. Lord, would you grant to me a child? And not only did he get a child, but she got a prophet. Amen. May Hannah, as she entreats the Lord, prays and meets this God that you know, David, and Sister Linda, may she find that favor. And may she trust in this Lord that Hannah did of old. And she called our Lord holy and mighty. Amen. She was a sweet nature. And people didn't understand her. She had such a burden for prayer. And I thought, how appropriate, David. Every prayer meeting, you're, you're there. You're coming. Coming from Chilliwack to come to a Monday night prayer meeting. And how that she loved prayer. And, and even the priesthood didn't understand it. She was so burdened that she just had to get to the altar. And may she find her way to the altar early in life. And may she find this Jesus that mommy has found and daddy has found. Brother Bram said a wonderful thing. She said she didn't care about the preacher. She didn't care about the priest. She didn't care about anything. All she wanted to do was run to the altar. She fell down. She raised up her hands and she started to scream. Till she interrupted the whole service. My, wouldn't that be a marvelous thing? Somebody run to the altar this morning and start screaming and interrupting the preacher. But God heard her scream. God heard her cry. And Brother Bram said, there's no better way for a child to get the attention of mommy or daddy is to cry. As we're seeing right now. <laughs> she might be misunderstood. And Hannah was. But Brother Bram goes on to say, her heart was a heart after God. And may this little darling heart be after God. Full of favor and full of grace. Amen. And she is saying, Amen. 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 Do you want to come to me, honey? Sure you do. You're a darling. Mom, Daddy's right here. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Lord, I'm always humbled when parents would ask, Lord, that the child be dedicated to the Lord Jesus. We're not the Lord Jesus, but we are a son of God and we carry this little Hannah in my arms this morning. So I pray that the favor of God, the grace of God will ever rest upon her life, Lord. And as Hannah of old knew how to pray, get a hold of the horns of the altar, maybe even interrupted a service, but she got your attention. Lord, may Hannah get your attention this morning. As a mommy and daddy, brother David and sister Linda are dedicating their little darling to you. 
giving her back to you, asking God that your grace will go before her, that the favor of God will rest upon her, that the love of God would surround her, that she would be a witness and a light to those that would be, Lord, very present to her. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I dedicate this child to you, asking that, Lord, the love of God saturate her soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Amen, sweetheart. You did real well. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, Joanna. David. God bless you, baby. God bless you, Linda. Amen. Those are the special parts we get to do. Why don't we stand and why don't we sing a little chorus or song that we've been singing over the last little while. Michael, you've got it up there. He's good. The goodness of God. Got that up there, Joe? Let's start with the chorus. My life, you have been faithful. want to give you praise this morning we want to lift up our voices we want to glorify you the king of glory you're worthy of every praise lord from the depths of our souls we glorify you the king of glory the great i am the omnipotent god the one that is present even now lord father you know our needs you're the great shepherd we are sheep of your fold So lead us this morning in your word. May not be the words of man, but may we hear from the throne of grace. Would you break the bread of life to us, Lord? Would you give us eyes to see the glory of God? Would you give us ears to hear what the Spirit would say and not just the sound of the voice of a man? But God, may we see the goodness. 
Oh, the goodness of God. We ask in Jesus' name. Let's just sing that chorus one more time. All my life you have been faithful. singing we want to turn to hebrews chapter 13 please hebrews chapter 13 thank you musicians thankful for your lives for your dedication it has meant so much to us all what is heaven going to be like oh my when the choir of heaven sings you know what i'm going to do anthony I'm going to sit under my little olive tree and just listen to the beautiful music in heaven. It will be special. Just before we read the word, I want to read a little quote here. Brother Bram's going to prayer. He says, bless us now as we approach the word. Father, thou knowest the reason I'm approaching the word from this very scripture here. It's because I feel you want me to do it this way. It's your divine will. It's in your order. It's the order of the day to let the people positionally find their place and be ready for the hour of battle. As our brother said in the prayer, you not long ago, you have trained us so long, Lord. Now, Father, give us our ranks. Put us out there to what we're supposed to do so we can be about the Father's business. We ask it. In the name of thy son. Amen. That's my opening prayer too. As we come to the word of God. So Hebrews chapter 13. We'll start reading at verse 20. The Bible says this. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus. The great shepherd of the sheep. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Make you perfect in every good work to do his will working in you that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever and the church said amen Amen. you may have your seats we wish to welcome all those that have joined with us this morning visitors and those on the internet and those that will hear these services down the road may the Be a blessing in the word of God this morning for you. We're thankful for the grace of God within our lives. We're thankful that we know that we are the sons and daughters of God in this hour. We're thankful for a message 
that came in this hour and a messenger that was so faithful to deliver that message. We want to find ourselves faithful believing that message. Amen. Not our flavor of it, but what it actually says. So now I'd like to take this uh, uh, scripture here in Hebrews chapter 13 as we read 20 and 21. I'd like to take a look at it, find uh, different meanings uh, in the Greek or in the Hebrew as it goes throughout the scripture to understand then what this scripture or what the scripture's purpose of why Paul had written it this way. He says, now may the God of peace, who is the author and the giver of peace. So the Bible is a love letter, as we know, to the church, to his bride. And so this is what he is desiring for all of us. It's not just some words that we see on a page in black ink. It's something that we are to read and digest, eat and digest. So then this God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, he is the God of peace who has brought this resurrected one forward, this resurrected king of kings, but he hasn't done it just 2,000 years ago. We have to bring it to our day. We have to realize that when a prophet said that he has a title of a message, raising him out of history, there has to be a prophet again, as Paul was a prophet, as John was a prophet, introducing the Lamb of God, introducing then this great King of glory. There had to be a prophet now to introduce us to this Jesus. If you look it up, and as we preached on through the years, you understand whenever Jesus comes on the scene, or whenever he changes his mask, and we call it in Morphe, and we say it's the unveiling of God. But if you, if you look in the meeting in Morphe, it starts to say, you must have a prophet to tell you how he changes his mask. And that's very key. Because as, as he moved from the God above us, God with us, the God in us, there had to be prophets when he was a God above us. And he would speak to Ezekiel and say, speak, son of man. So there had to be a prophet to speak for the great I am. But when he started to change his mask then to the Lord Jesus, all that was in God, he poured into Christ. There had to be a prophet to introduce and say that, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. It didn't matter whether the people understood it or not. A prophet had to be on the scene to introduce us to him. So now Jesus is come in our flesh. Jesus has come in the bride form. So there had to be a prophet to let a people know she is him. So as he's changed his mask from God above us, God with us, to God in us, there's always been prophets. And as we see this morning, there was a prophet that tried to introduce to the Hebrews, this is a God of peace. He's just not a God that's above or just walking with us. He's a God of peace. And he makes you sometimes perfect. So I, I, I want you to start believing the word of God as we read the word of God. Because it's hard to understand when you went shaven this morning, Brother Curtis, that you were looking at perfection. Now, your wife, may say, well, of course he is perfect. 
Well, that's the way a wife is supposed to be. But the word of God is powerful. So now Paul is saying that this resurrected king, this God of peace, is now making you perfect in every good work. I know we understand, well, the bride, you know, she's perfected. We're only perfected through the blood because we ourselves cannot perfect ourselves. We got that picture. We don't have to lay that foundation again, I trust. Our perfection is in him. So now now Paul is writing how Jesus sees us perfect in him. So our perfection is not in ourselves, but it's in Christ. So our maturity is in him. Our reflection is in him. That's why we call ourselves Christians. It would be terrible to say, I'm a Christian, and people look at you and say, you're a Christian? Really? What comes out, the verbiage that comes out of your mouth is atrocious. And they call him, well, Christian was actually a, de- a name, demeaning name. That they called the uh, disciples in the time of Jesus, oh, they're just Christians. But to me, I'm proud to be identified with this resurrected king. And that I can say proudly this morning, not pride as I lift myself up, but proud to be identified with Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So now... Make you perfect in every good work to do his will. We must be about the father's business. Working in you that which is well pleasing in his sight. So now it's no longer I that live. We've been saying preaching on seeing God in you. It's no longer I that live but now it's Christ living in me. So now you're doing all his good works, which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory and honor. So now what is Paul really saying? He said, this Jesus, or this resurrected king, has come to complete you. To complete you in every good work. So that when you're down last week, you'll never get down again. You conquered that devil. You put him under your feet. You took the word of God. You don't go backwards. You go forwards. It's onward, Christian soldier. So the things I used to do or have trouble with, I don't have anymore. Because I killed him last service. So we can't keep on going back and coming back to the altar and, oh God, oh God. What kind of God do we serve? He's a God of completion. He's a God that wants to work with you. Work in you. To move forward. Well, I've had this problem for years, Brother Tom. Get over it. Kill it. Put it under your feet. Well, we say, well, those are expressions that we use so often. Well, let's just put it this way. Get thee behind me, Satan. Take the word of God, apply it in your life, and let that word then complete you, perfect you, and strengthen you. And bring you, as the scripture says, what you ought to be. God had in his mind a victorious church. He didn't see it in Luther's age in its fullness. But the word was victorious. It conquered Rome. 
But it had to move on. That wheat had to grow. It had to come to seed again. It had to come to harvest time. At harvest time, a prophet says, we are there. So being at harvest time and the grain has come to maturity, surely there's going to be a people that said, he's the Lord Jesus Christ that has completed me, strengthened me, and made me what I ought to be. Amen. You might as well say amen because your body will start then to come subject to your confession. That's what your prophet said, Phil. You say amen. Say, I believe that preacher because my body will come subject to what I confess. Hallelujah. Today, we had a special by Brother Phil Itok. Is that right, Phil? Can you please stand if you don't mind? Just, you know, stand. Look at him. Handsome. Single. No, I didn't mean it that way. Brother Phil has been on the prayer list on the Monday nights. Brother Sam wanted him to move over here. Brother Phil needed a job. The brothers prayed. Brother Phil moved. And on Wednesday, he got a job. God bless you, Phil. Amen. What is that showing? A maturity. Taking God at his word. Believing for the impossible. Amen. Brother Curtis, I know you want to rejoice. I'm sorry for picking you up, but you're just just beaming down there. (laughs) I love the prayer meetings. The brothers are taking a picture every prayer meeting of all the answered prayers that are going on. Church, rejoice. God is strengthening you. Showing the maturity in you. We are not going to leave our little ones behind. We have put their names on the board. We've believed for them. And how many have been baptized? Hallelujah. On Thursday night, we had over at our home. Brother Gabe, Brother Dan, and Brother Jean, and Brother Victor, Brother Michael. These have been witnessing machines. Sister Margaret, Sister Calista, you're doing your part. But we had Gino, we had Brother Clinton, we had Brother Reed and Brother Sunday on Thursday. And what an atmosphere at EBA. Wasn't that a tremendous evening? What an atmosphere. Two of them walked away and said they've never had an evening like this in their lives. And two of them, God is moving to there. Glory! Glory! To God be the glory! Not just to church, but they're seeing lives. They looked around the room. We didn't have church. He said the same presence that is in church is the same presence that is in this house. Why? Because it's not the building. It's the people. Hallelujah. Believe for the impossible. Watch God come behind it. We're at maturity time. Hallelujah. Listen, saints of God, I'm believing for the impossible. Brother Bram said, we come to a time where you'll pray limbs on to existence. This is the time. This is the hour. I'm believing for it. I'm not going to put it off to yes tomorrow. Because I today, 
we could be raptured. Today, we could put on the change. And then why wait for something that was prophesied? Why don't we believe for it now? Amen. Why don't you start pulling on the preacher? Say, preacher, come on. That's where we're at. That's what I believe. I want to be in my ought-to-be condition. Well, sons of God, daughters of God, walking in the strength of God. Hallelujah. So I want to preach a little subject this morning on equipped within and equipped without. We're equipped for battle. Amen. We've been trained long enough. Amen. We're going to battle. You don't go to battle untrained. I'm, I'm saints of God, come on. We don't go to battle untrained. Not even natural man does that. They put them in boot camp. We put them in boot camp. We've been in boot camp, some of us, for 40 some odd years. It's time of us, time for us to get out of the back room. Mm-hmm, get on the front lines. And be a real general. Be a real general. When the men were fighting and they were going down, that general stood on his horse. He had the sword in his hand. He was an encouragement to the people. I say, be encouraged. The king, the captain of the Lord of hosts is in the camp. Hallelujah. I'm equipped within and without. People might get lukewarm. Let them go. They want to be lukewarm. Let them have it. They want to take this message and make it just another denomination. Go for it. But it's for me and my house. You've had so many blessed services these last little while. These men have preached masterpieces. That was a masterpiece on Wednesday night. You've had masterpieces. If you took what was said through these brothers, there's not a devil could stand in this room. Amen. I am humbled when these men preach. I am humbled to the max. Where'd they get that? How did they get that? It's not them. It's the God in them. Brother Murphy moving step by step. And one brother said, I didn't even realize he was taking those little steps of faith. Till finally him and Michael were almost embracing. But those little steps of faith get you there, don't they? Some will take big steps. Some will take little steps. But I'll tell you one thing. We're going to be there. No unbelief in this crowd, folks. Oh, well, you know, you've got to make this right. Listen, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from every sin. All sin, every sin. Even the ones I haven't even done yet. You might as well rejoice. Because you're going to fall tomorrow, but the blood will cover you tomorrow. You might fall this afternoon, but the blood will cover you this afternoon. Why? God's got you in his ought to be mine. He's equipped you with the word. You take God at his word. Amen. And you take it in the hand of faith. And you start wielding it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We've been made more than defeaters, more than conquerors. Huh? We're not defeated. You sang it, we've been made more than conquerors through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
What did it do? Look at how many conquering kingdoms it conquered. Kingdoms of lust. Kingdoms of alcohol. I was giving my testimony the other day and the brother, this brother that I was witnessing to, he said, it all went in a moment. I said, for me it did. For me it did. Everything left in a moment. Is he the same yesterday, today, and forever? Yes, he is. Can he do it for you in a moment? Yes, he can. All you have got to do is want it. I want salvation. I want the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I want Calvary. I want redemption. Hey, what's the world giving you? Nothing but heartache. That's all the world's going to give you. Heartache, heartache, heartache. Go to the work job, the first force, the sisters get looked at, the brothers are get sworn at. But now you come to the house of God where you can just have peace. Peace. Hallelujah, that God of peace gives you peace. He wants to strengthen you, complete you, perfect you, to bring you. As Hebrew says here, in your ought to be, and I preached on it years ago, on your ought to be condition. He has equipped you with everything that you need to carry out his will. We've been equipped within and without. He's equipped us with everything we need to carry out the will of God. Hallelujah. I don't want to do Tom Ray's will. I want to do his will. Not my will, but thy will be done, Lord. And so many people today want to do their own will. Because it's a narcissistic generation. It's all about me, 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 and what I can get out of it. They said, I looked it up the other day. They said, only narcissists really go up the ladder of success. Can you imagine it? That's, that's weird, isn't it? It's weird to us because we're not in that headspace. But narcissists like narcissists, I guess. I'm, I'm you know, you, you know, you ever been into a room where a guy tells a story and he's got, the next guy's got a bigger story? No, you haven't been there. And then another guy's got a bigger story than that story. By the time you figure it all out, man, your little story is nothing. Narcissism. And they, and, and they want, they want to be looked on like that. They, they, they're proud of that. But that sounds like Satan's lineage. I will ascend. I will achieve. I will. And then Jesus says, the greatest of all, not my will, but thy will be done, O God. So you have equipped me, Lord, to do your will. And what is that equipment? It had to come by the word. Because it's only the word that can equip a people for victory. Not your idea. But the word. The word. Turn to Jeremiah 29. Very familiar scripture. I'm sure we could quote it off the top of our heads. But for the visitors maybe and the younger ones. Jeremiah 29. Now they, they've been told by a prophet, by Jeremiah, you're going to go into captivity, into Babylon. You're going that way. There's going to be a captivity. There's going to be a time where the king of Babylon is going to rule over you. And there's a space of time when Satan's Eden ends. There comes a time where Satan's Eden ends. 
And remember, Daniel, by the reading of the books, realized the time had come. But now Jeremiah is trying to tell us something. He's trying to equip us in these dark times. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years, you will be... uh, Years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you in causing you to return to this place, to God's chosen place of worship. I'm going to bring you back, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Now this is God thinking, and his thoughts can't be changed. So did you ever think that what God's thinking about his thoughts? Because every thought is perfect. So I know my thoughts towards you are perfect. Oh my, perfect. I looked at a flower this morning. I walked to the front, our front, front room and I was waiting for my coffee to get done. And we have this bush and, and, and the flowers blow my brains out. I must be getting old. I never looked at a flower when I was 30. But now I'm in my 60s. I love flowers. But can you imagine that flower? And in that flower is a white flower. And then it spikes out in purple in the middle into just gorgeous, vibrant purples. I can't even describe it. And then out of it comes this horn. And it's got ripples and ripples on it. And I'm looking at that and go, God, you just thought it. You didn't have to rethink it. That's the way it's going to be. And that's the way that it is. Every thought that God's thought is perfect. God sees you perfect. You are the thought of God manifested. Glory. Hallelujah. For I know my thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To bring you to an expected end. To bring us to an expected end. There's going to be a time when it's all over, saints. Amen. We understand then, as God has spoken throughout the Old Testament, whether it be Moses and said, The Lord shall raise up a prophet like unto myself or unto himself. And, and then we have Isaiah's prophecy. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. We've got Isaiah 7, 7, 14, a virgin shall conceive. We've got prophecies, 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 prophecies. And Brother Brown makes this statement. It's just time for the prophetic wheel of God to cause then it to move up and to have something to come to pass. Because the same one that promised Abraham to take his people out And he did. God always moves just in time. The prophetic wheel moves just in time. Now we're at that day. Now the prophetic wheel has come to this day. Now we're at that day. We're in the last days. Just how close to the end? I don't know. But we're in the last days and he promised that these signs and wonders shall be done in this last day. You say, well, Brother Tom, are you preaching signs and wonders? Yep. I'm looking at him. 
But let me say something out of who is this Melchizedek for those that say, well, you're going back to the second Paul. Let us go back to the complete Christ. And what is it? It's the earnest of the resurrection. This body will be raised up again because it's already started. We've been equipped within and we're going to be changed without. It was once subject to sin and mire and corruption and now it's got the earnest. It's turned heavenly. And that's the earnest that you're going in the rapture. It's the earnest. A sick person laying, dying. Nothing left but death. That's all that can happen. I've seen shadows of people done eat up with cancer and tuberculosis, see? Them persons, a little while after, they are perfectly normal and strong. If there is no divine healing, are you listening, church? If there is no divine healing, then there's no resurrection. That is a part of the resurrection. That's what makes us strong. That's what makes us perfect. Amen. If there is no divine healing, then there is no resurrection because divine healing is the earnest of the resurrection. Amen. So now we've come to these times, the end times, signs and wonders times. I saw signs and wonders right after camp here. But I'm not looking to just after camp. I'm looking to today. So the God that can get a hold of young people at a camp is the same God can get a hold of young people in this church. Same one that can you can have over to your home and bring the presence of God and them say, that's the God I want. Not something in your mind, but something that you live. And that they see it, Ben. They say, that's what I want. That's what I want. Then Paul... So wonderfully says, and we can quote again out of Philippians 3 and 14. You don't need to turn. I'll just read it. Then Paul says, just for those that want to go on to easy believing this message. As that term gets used over the last few years, I don't know where it came from, but it's fitting to a Laodicean people, but not to us. I press. I press. I just don't go to church. I press. I press because I got a need. I'm not going to be a church that says I have no need of nothing. I'm going to go to a church that says I have a need, Lord. I have a need to be awakened. I have a need to have the power of God. I have a need to have joy in my life. I have a need to be delivered. I'm a need, I have a need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I press on, he says. I press on. I press on toward the goal. And that goal is to win. I've never yet played a game I want to lose. Come on. Maybe you're more spiritual than me and you say, well, I play a lot of games. I just let them win. Really? Be honest with yourself. I know Brother Ram did that. He let Perry Green win at darts or something. But I'm not a prophet yet. I I guess I want to get there. But I press towards the goal. I press towards to win. 
I'm not going to let the devil stop me. I have been called to battle. I've been called to perfection. I've been called to a message. Amen. So Paul says, I press on to this goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize. I'm going to win, Richard. I'm going to win. So are you. We're going to win. We're not losers. We're winners. A quitter never wins. I said never loses. A quitter never loses. And a loser never wins. That's what your prophet said. So now we press to the prize of the mark of the high calling or the supreme gift, the Greek says. It is a heavenly prize for the prize of the high calling in Christ. Let us therefore, again, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. Hmm. For you that want to be very humble and say, oh, I'm not so perfect. Why don't you just take the word and humble your own thoughts towards yourself? God is calling you perfect in him. You may not see me perfect, but that's your flesh. Let your eyes of faith look beyond the flesh and say that God in him is perfect. Amen. And Jesus on the inside is working towards the... So I'm equipped with in and without. Oh my. I'm going to love it when this flesh gets changed. Brother EVA, I'm going to be shouting, screaming, dancing. No more fighting with this flesh. Hallelujah. Because what is in my soul has to match within my body. And when I'm changed, Kathy, I'm going to be a different man. Because you haven't seen the real Tom Ray yet. Glory be to Jesus. That's what this message is all about. Luther lived his day. He, look at the Joshua of my faith. Turned, I always marveled at it. Turned the head of the Catholic Church upside down. One man monk. Birthed by the word. By one stretcher. The just shall live by faith. And a prophet has come to give you the thoughts of God on every matter. Thoughts of peace. An expected end. Take that devil. I don't have one scripture. I got the whole book. Amen. He's equipped within and without. And when this body puts on a body change, Brother Roy, you and I are going to be singing, shouting, dancing, screaming. You say, well, you're doing that now. I haven't quite danced yet. Brother Toby, Dioka tried to get me at his wedding, but I just couldn't do it. (laughs) But I want to. I want to do the David dance. Man, when I saw David, my ear, my ear, at camp... Brother, my heart was singing. He was dancing. I go, and that's what I want to do. I just got no rhythm. But hey, listen, they go to ball, ball games, they scream their brains out. Paint themselves crazy. We come to church. No, I like that, but I didn't like that. Man, the guy missed a fall ball and the whole place goes crazy. It's a fall ball. And we're hitting bullseyes. After bullseyes. After bullseyes. 
And we just sit around. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. What? They're worshiping their God? And they out-worship you? I say, oh God, let us out-worship them. They build billion-dollar stadiums for their gods. Billion-dollar stadiums for their God. And they are there early. Folks, I want to announce, COVID's over. You can't just get out of your Chesterfield and come and put on the screen now. Come to church early. Did I say that nicely? 30 minutes like. Anyways, we got over that one. But they'll come, they'll have their, they'll tell tailgate parties. Huh? Buy special trucks to have the tailgate out. I haven't seen anybody here cook breakfast for me yet. Huh? Flip, who's going to win today? <laughs> our team, of course. Huh? No, we drag our flesh in here. Oh my. Going to heaven. Oh my. Going to be changed. Oh my. That's got to change, folks. It's got to change. We're coming to church. We're coming to worship the king. We're coming to glorifying the one that's made you perfect. Hallelujah. To come down in this service and bring a man from Victoria to Cloverdale. To bring a man that was backslidden in Toronto to sit here and bring person after person after person. People don't want to come to church because of COVID. Get over it. We serve a living God. Hallelujah. No devil. No needle. It's going to stop me from serving Jesus Christ. We pray the borders are open. They're open. God opens the border. Get to church. Hallelujah. Told myself I'm not getting excited this morning. You're pulling it out of me, David. Hallelujah. What a message. What a message. And then he turns around in token message. He said, the token message was the highlight of my ministry. Whew. Every time I read that, I just go, I mean, I've read it. I don't want to sound ridiculous, but it's close up to the hundreds of times because there's four of them. If I read four of them 25 times, that's a hundred. And I know I've read them more than that. Greatest message I preached outside of my commission, he said, of the opening of the seals. This message needed to follow the seals. Token. Because the lambs come. The lambs take the book. The lamb opened it. The lamb did it and handed it back to a bride so that she could have his life. Life of his life. Bone of his bone. Spirit of his spirit. Hallelujah. Stay with me. So now the prophet said, God is your joy. Hallelujah. Token message. God is your joy. Hallelujah. Politics, kill it. I hate it. 
I hate it more today than I ever have in my whole entire life. Politics. Biden. I hate it. Trudeau. Hate it. Trump really hates. Not the man. I love their souls. But politics is a spirit. And my God is the spirit of spirits. He's the God of glory. And he conquers every political demon. Mm -hmm. Every demon demon. And every religious demon. Hallelujah. So God, he says, is your joy. God within. God equipped within. God is your joy. Then it goes on. This is the token message. Same quote. God is your strength. He's your joy. He's your strength. Knowing the message. Knowing the truth. That's our sufficiency now. He is my all sufficiency. In Him, all things I have need of is in Him. Then if I'm in Him, chosen in Him, before the foundation of the world... All my sufficiency is in Him, and Him is in Him. Or her. Amen. Amen. Jesus is my Savior. Oh, He is my Savior. I shall not be moved. Just like a tree, Brother Tim, planted by the rivers of living water. I'm immovable. You're immovable. You're unshakable. You're undefeatable. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. In him, all things I have need of is in him. That's our strength. My help cometh from the Lord. My help. Cometh from the Lord. It's not in my smartness. How I try to manipulate things. Because whenever you try to manipulate things, God will just let you sit there for a while. Say, how'd you have that? How'd that work for you? But then finally you say, Lord, I can't do it. What's the mighty God come on the scene? Stand still and see the glory of God. Hallelujah. He's my sufficiency. He's my joy. But the Bram goes on in the token message. He's your strength. He is your happiness. He's my joy. He's my love. He's my life. He's my everything. He is my covenant. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. He says it takes then the power of the resurrection of Christ amongst the people to see Christ is not a statue hanging on a wall. Christ is not a statue hanging on a wall. He's a living being in the form of the Holy Spirit living in men and women. God above us. God with us. God in us. Not a statue, but a God that's real. A God that has flesh. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. He's a living being in the form of the Holy Spirit, living in men and women. What is he living in for? 
to bring peace and contentment and happiness. Come on, this is a token message. And this is the greatest message of his ministry outside of his commission of the seals, of course, he said. Now, can, can you imagine now? Now, the God's not a statue that hangs on the wall, but he's a God. The Holy Spirit lives within men and women to bring joy, peace, and contentment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Come on, violent sheep. And the violent take it by force. Preached on that years ago, and the brother from Germany comes up to me and said, How did you get that title? Well, the Bible says I'm a sheep, and the violent take it by force. So I'm a violent sheep. Wow, he goes, That's deep. Not really. Not really. Bah. <laughs> That's what we are. We're sheep of his fold, aren't we not? But there's something living in me that's greater than anything that's out there. And it's giving me joy, contentment, and peace, and victory. Amen. <clears throat> that's why he said, apply the token to your prayers. Send it out after your children. Send it out after your family. If you've got him in you, then all you're doing is sending him out to get them. And then if you believe in the God that's in you, they're coming. <laughs> they're coming. Well, you know, it's an impossible. God does deal in the impossible. But they live thousands of miles away. God can bring him here tomorrow. Right, Gabe? That's exactly right. God can bring a man 4,000 miles away to come to a dedication service. Have a preacher change his notes. At two hours before a service, give his heart to the Lord. Go home and have daddy and mommy and the brothers pray. No. You say, you try and put that together. You cannot put that together. I'm at camp and I see, I, I, I'm sorry for uh, repeating myself, but brother Paul, it was such a blessing to me at camp. And he was glowing with the glory of God on my left hand side. I said, Brother Paul, Brother Paul, he's getting it, he's getting it, he's getting it. And oh, God was coming down. And Brother Sam had prayed with him in the hallway before camp. I don't know if you knew that, Brother Timothy. But Brother Sam was burdened for Paul. Prays for him in the hallway here. And then he comes back to camp. Last service, I'm going into the pastor's study. I have a tap on my shoulder. It's Brother Paul and the glory of God's all over his face. I said, man, look what happened to you. I say, that's the God of peace. That's the God of joy. That's the God of contentment. That is the token himself. Amen. Where's that token? It's equipped within and without. Please turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 8. Are we doing all right for time? Okay. Now I've, 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 I've cleared, I've cleared the way. I used to be called a long-winded preacher. I've stopped that. As you've noticed. Right? Oh, <laughs> nobody said amen there, but <laughs> maybe I'm deceived. <laughs> I don't know. 
But I actually, I thought, they said, I said, man, I was over an hour and a half. I, I don't know where that went. They said, no, no, no. There was a baby dedication. There was this and that. And you never got the pulpit till quarter after. Oh, I said, I was only an hour. I'm a short preacher. So you can give me a few more minutes then. Okay, Luke chapter 8, verse 43. Luke chapter 8, verse 43. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. 12 years. How many of us were 20 years in the world? We had other issues, but we had issues. Just, 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 just so that you know, you did have issues. But you needed to get to Jesus. She had a blood issue. You had a bigger issue, a sin issue. Uh-huh. She was of Israel. And this woman having a, an issue of blood 12 years, spent all her living upon physicians, came behind him and touched the border of his garment and immediately, faith is the substance. If I could but touch, oh my goodness, who, where, where did she have even scripture for this? The high priest had hems, they had pomegranates, they had bells. When they walked into the holiest of holies, they had to walk a certain way. But she saw the great high priest in Jesus She came behind him. She didn't come running up in front of him to be seen. She came behind him. The Bible goes on to say, and touched the border of the garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied Peter, and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee. And press thee. That means crush. If you look up that word press. It's different than Philippians press. That means the throng is pressing you. Crushing you. Say thou who touched me. Turn to Matthew 9 and 21. She came behind him. In Luke. In Matthew, she says in 9.21, for she was saying to herself, say to herself, if I only touch his garments, I will get well. Who told her that? Who told her that? If I could just get to Jesus, I will be whole. Maybe this morning, you need to get to the Lord Jesus. I don't care if you come behind Him. I don't care what God makes real to you. But He's a very present help in time of trouble. So He said, if I could only touch Him, His garment, I will get well. And Jesus turned, seeing her. Said, daughter, take courage. Your faith made you well. I love that one. Ah, but there's another one. Let's turn to Mark chapter 5, verse 28.
Are we there? For she thought, she thought, she thought. That would be a good thing to have a good thought before you come to church, huh? I thought, oh, if I could just sit in the front row. If I could just get to Jesus. For she thought, if I just touch his garment, I will get well. And immediately the flow of her blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Who told her that? Something within was driving her, moving her. Why'd you come to church? Why'd you pick up that wash window washer mic? What told you that? What told you that? God within equipped that seed. And half the time we don't even know it's happening. But God is directing us. Brother Bram said at one place, he said, they caught him. One time, he went through a great crowd of people where there was lame, blind, withered, halt, waterhead babies, withered, afflicted. Jesus came walking through them, everyone. And just a few days before, there was a woman slipped up and touched his garment, ran out into the audience somewhere and stood Jesus looked around and said, who touched me? Why? Now, if that Jesus of that day has got to be the same Jesus of today, if Jesus could do that in that day, he's got to do it this day if he is resurrected. And I want to tell you this morning, he has risen. Hallelujah. And a prophet was on the scene and said that same one that walked on the Sea of Galilee is walking in this service. Then shall I be so bold to say? Can I be bold to say? That same one that walked into Brother Branham's meeting is the same God that is in this meeting this morning. If I could just touch the hem of his garment... Hallelujah. I want victory, oh God. Let me touch you by faith. Hallelujah. But Brother Bram said in one place, how did she get that? Because faith has got to be based, Brother Murphy said, faith has got to be based on something. You can't just have a willy-nilly faith. It's got to be based on something. And Luke 8, 40 says, and it came to pass, when Jesus returned, the people gladly received him. We said, used that last week, remember? Jesus, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. Brother Bram turns around and says, wouldn't that be a fine attitude this morning? we we'll all be waiting for him. But then Brother Bram turns around and takes the scripture and says, He came down to them, stood in the plain, in the company of his disciples, a great multitude of people there in Judea and Jerusalem, from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits were healed. 
she could have been in that crowd and seen that. Or she heard it, somebody that was in that crowd and said, we just was around Jesus and we were healed. And the Bible goes on to say, and the whole multitude sought to touch him. For there went out from him virtue and he healed them all. Is he the same? Is Jesus amongst us? They came from Tyre. They came from the Sea of Galilee. They came from all over Jordan. They came from all over Israel. And your Bible says he healed them all. I want to tell you the healers here. Amen. Not only the God that's within is the God without. He's here. Elijah's God is with us today. Healed. Every one of them. What did she touch? I asked you, Brother Bram said. She's 20 yards from me. If we can't see Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, we're blind. We hear it. We've heard it hundreds and thousands of times. But who did she touch? Who did you touch, Gabe? Hmm? Who did you touch, Phil? Who did you touch? Who did I touch? Ben, who did you touch? Didn't touch me. He said, who did she touch? I ask you, what did she touch? She's 20 yards from me, but she touched the high priest. And that high priest is here. I want you to say that high priest is here. The high priest is here. He said, he's right here. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't you see it? Don't doubt it. Believe it. Have faith. Surely, think of it. Think of it. Many churches are looking to Jesus of yesterday and not really realizing we've got the high priest amongst us. You've got something wrong with your hand, your back. It was caused by a bus door. Didn't want to really say this to the bus drivers, so be careful. It was caused by a bus door closing on you. You're healed. Now you have to figure it out. And they couldn't figure it out. They thought that was William Branham. How does Brother Branham heal people? I can't heal you, Brother Branham said. Brother Tom Ray can't heal you. He's already healed you. He's already healed you. All that gift was to encourage their faith. To accept their healing. All we're preaching for is to encourage your faith. To believe for the impossible. You've been equipped. You've got that seed in you to believe. Now listen, there's something wrong with your hand and your back. It was caused by a door closing on you. You're healed. Stand to your feet. Your back trouble's gone. (laughs) God knew she would be there. God knew the woman with the blood issue was going to be there. God knew, Brother Alan King, you would be here. God knows every one of you. He knows your heart. He knows what you're thinking. He knows your desires. He knows everything. He said, your back trouble's gone. He said, be real reverent. What did she touch? I don't even know the woman. I've never seen her in my life. She knows that. But you're healed. You're all right. God bless you. She touched the high priest. You. You suffer. 
We had a little bit of trouble. Eli, you suffer with liver trouble. You go, Tom, really? Really, Tom? Is that the best you can do? And he would say, no, I'm not. And then I would be a false prophet. Never once was it challenged in the tens, if not hundreds of thousands of times it was spoken. Not one time. God was equipping you. You're suffering with liver trouble. That's right. You don't have it no more. (laughs) Got fast. Didn't go through liver treatment. Didn't have to go to the hospital and get all his dialysis done. Didn't have to do nothing. Jesus came. Jesus came. I believe she came expecting. And because of her expectation, she touched the hem of his garment. Oh, God, help us come expecting. Every service has been a supreme service over these last months. Every service has been knocked out of the park. I'm just wondering why we're not doing cartwheels. But I guess they never did cartwheels. But there should be an expectation level within the church of the living God to lift this roof off of the sun. You don't have it no more. Oh my goodness, this roof. You don't have no more. Just like that. It wasn't, it wasn't, oh God. Lord, you know us and you hear us when we pray. You have a liver trouble. You have it no more. Go. You talk about authority. Huh? You talk about sonship. I think sometimes we just pray a little bit, sometimes too long. Oh God, we have about four of us around one person here. Do you believe? Yes, I believe. Can you lay, lay your hands on the sick? We'll lay your hands on the sick. Go and rejoice. You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see the deacons now from this point on. When there's brothers come up here or people come up here, deacons, put a wall behind them. I know, Joe, you're hearing me. I know all the brothers, deacon brothers are hearing me. That's what I was a deacon one time. That's what we did. We came and joined the ministry. We joined. Bind the hearts together. Do you believe? Yes, I believe. Lord, heal them. Deliver them. Go in the name of Jesus Christ. Brother Brown went in perfect faith. He says, I want to try something different. So I want to try something different. I want to raise your level a little higher. And he just had 168 people come through the line. He said, do you believe? In Jesus' name, you're healed. Boom. Do you believe, sir? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're healed. Boom. He said, they all went back to their seat. He says, you're all healed. And we say then Jesus met the multitudes and they were all healed. Jesus has come in this generation. Walked into an assembly. You are all healed. Hallelujah. Why? He's the same yesterday, today and forever. That's his equipment. We're putting it to use. You know when 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 you know you you have a sport you have I was thinking about baseball because I played baseball and my dad was a coach and and you had special bats you know you had I, I was a little guy so I hated a heavy bat 
It'd be like me holding it here and I'd have to swing it up and then bat it. But the equipment bag had my bat. And nobody could use my bat because that was my equipment. I was trained with my bat. David was trained with his sling. You were trained with this message. I don't want any other message. I want this message. I've got my equipment bag and this is my bat. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. You're healed. She touched the right. She touched the high priest. Your faith has made you whole. Lady sitting in the back. Second one in there. Stomach trouble. You believe Jesus made you well? What did she touch? The high priest. Jesus Christ. Amen. The high priest. Touched by the feeling of her infirmity. That Jesus. Are you ready? That Jesus is here today. That's what he said. He said, can I say that? Say what he said. Did he say what? Did he not say that? Say what I say. Say that Jesus that touched her is the same Jesus that gives babies. Hallelujah. Same Jesus. According to the word of God, let it be unto me according to thy word. Hallelujah. Same Jesus is here today doing the same thing with the same pillar of fire. Teaching us the same thing. Confirming his word with signs following. He'll do the same today because he's the same yesterday, today and forever. You know what you need to do? Do what Abraham did. Brother Ram said here, do what Abraham did. I have it. Say, I have it. I have it. I have my baby. I have my baby. Come on. I have it. God promised me to be fruitful. That's the word. And Abraham did not look at circumstance. He looked at the God that gave him the promise. Ask anything in my name believing. Say I have it. He said. I'm going to have it. God promised it. When you start to acting upon it. Believing it in your heart. Then God knows. And the people know. That you've got God. I remember we couldn't have children and Samuel, uh, brother Sidney Jackson sent us a prayer cloth. Brother Brown prayed over in South Africa and uh, brother uh, Sidney Jackson sent it to brother Biscoll, a letter. Brother Biscoll called Joanne and I to come and read the letter and take the prayer cloth. And we had the prayer cloth and we put it on Joanne and we were expecting Samuel within that week. So now we have a baby. Couldn't have babies. My mom and dad knew I couldn't have babies. My brothers and sisters knew I couldn't, couldn't have babies. So one day, I was in Edmonton in business, and I thought I'd go see my sister. She works for the Royal Bank. She's working her way up top. And I thought, well, if I ask her for lunch, she'll be perturbed because I'll witness to her, and she'll be mad at me. But if I don't take her for lunch, then she'll say, he doesn't love me anymore. You can't win. So I thought, I'll take her for lunch, and then at least I get lunch. So I took her for lunch 
And so, you know, the, the normal stuff is, you know, how, you know, how are you doing? How's Joanne? How's, how's Samuel and everything? And then just the Holy Spirit just said, boom, that's the, that's your door. That's your door. I go, Lee. She goes, what? She says, you know, I got saved. Yeah. She says, you're, you were weird. I mean, you used to be the life of the party and now you're a fanatic. You just changed like that. I said, yeah, that's what Jesus does. He changes you like that. Yeah, she says, we just couldn't handle it. And we didn't understand it as a family. But I said, that same Jesus gave us Samuel. I said, the doctor said, I can't have a child. The doctor said, Joanne can't have a child. But Jesus said, ask anything in my name, believe in And the Lord Jesus that saved me, gave me that baby. She cried, she cried, she wept. She said, Tom, I didn't understand it. I said, I know I hardly understood it. But Lee, that's the Jesus I serve. Is he the same? Do you believe it? I have it. I got it. I claim it. We've been equipped. We've been equipped. I keep on thinking I'm falling. Well, I'm not falling. That same Jesus, this same high priest, is here today, Brother Branham said. Why don't you just say, I'm going to have it? I'm going to have it. I'm going to have Daniel. I'm going to have my daughter. Why don't you say it? Why don't you say it, Brother L? We were talking about your two children today. Rob, Elena, Elena. We just had kept all these years. This precious brother has been praying for them. I say, God grant to Brother Alan his children. Amen. Amen. We've been seeing it happen time after time. He says, you know, the Lord has stripped you, Satan, and robbed you of every legal right. And that one at Calvary is here on the platform. Amen. We are equipped because I believe that same one that stripped Satan is the same one that's in this church to do the impossible. Hallelujah. How great is our God. How great is his name. She got what she believed. She got what she believed. She had heard about Jesus and the multitudes and Jesus walking through and they were all healed. I've got a quote here. There's a number of quotes where Brother Brown says now at the end of his, at the end of his service. He says that pillar of fire is going around this building right now. Going around this building. It's getting real milky in here. He said, why don't you all stand up because you're all healed. That's not for me to tell a story. That's to let me know he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The God that is with Brother Sean is the God that is with Brother Tim, is with Brother Michael, and with you this morning. He's circling the building. He's circling the building. Touch him, touch him. 
Reach out and touch Jesus. Come behind Him. Come before Him. Do whatever you want to do this morning. I say, heal my pastor. Touch his eyes. Touch his hearing. Come on, people. The same God that spoke to the woman at the well. He's the same God that is here this morning. He's changing lives. You got a need this morning, whether you're a sister or a brother. I say, lift up your hands. Say, Lord, you even know the needs I don't even know I need. You're here. You're present musicians. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? He is all you need this morning. He's all you need. Why don't you just touch my face? Say, I got it. I claim it. I believe it. We've been praying for our pastor. I believe for his healing. Pray for his stability. Pray for his ears. Pray for his eyes. Amen. The same God that strengthened Abraham is the same Elohim that is amongst his people. Why don't you stand and join with my pastor and say, I believe with him. I'll believe for him. I'll take it for him. I'll agree with him. Hallelujah. Brother, you should hear the brothers in the prayer meeting. They're twice as loud as this. They're twice as loud. It doesn't have to be loud. But they're expressing before Almighty God. You are the mighty God that calmed the troubled sea. You've equipped us in this hour by the word of God. And I claim my healing. I claim my brother's healing. I claim my pastor's healing. I'm tired of the devil walking over us. I'm tired of it, saints. We've been equipped to come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Hallelujah. We've been seeing victories. Expect more. I say expect more. Expect more victories in Christ Jesus. That same God, that same pillar of fire is going around the building. Brother Ram said it's a duel of faith right now. It's us against the devil. Well, I tell the devil in the name of Jesus Christ, get out of this building. That the children of God can rejoice. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Strengthen the feeble knees, Lord. Come down and strengthen our feeble face. Our little face. Let us move forward. Let us take the land. That same Jesus that defeated Satan, that defeated him at the cross, is the same one that's standing here on the platform. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Spirit. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Ella, your name has been mentioned before the throne of grace. I don't care what step you take. Every step you take, you just take it in the name of the Lord Jesus. It might be a little step, but as you heard on Wednesday night, little faith, little faith, little faith. It'll get you to your destination. Amen. Sister Linda, your little faith saved me one day. Your little faith, Brother Ken, brought me to Calvary one day. Little by little. Some get it right away. Some don't get it until they just keep on coming. I say keep on praising Him. Keep on lifting up His holy name. Keep on bringing your children and your family before the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Brother Bram said, I'm just your brother by the grace of God. 
But when the angel of the Lord comes down, then I become the voice of God. What other generation has had this? God speaking to us again, equipping us for victory, equipping us to stand victorious in this last age. Heavenly Father, we have stood to our feet. Spontaneously, arms have been lifted up. Not because of the enthusiasm of a man that's preaching, but the realization that that same God is circling the building. That same Lord Jesus is present. That same one that walked out from the waters of Galilee is the same one your prophet said is walking into this church. Father, I believe for the impossible today. We've been equipped by the word of the Lord. You want us joyful. You want us with peace and contentment, Lord. God, may we embrace what we've heard this morning and walk in the vision of the word. Oh, he is all I need, my Jesus. If you have to come behind him, come behind him. Say, do whatever you got to do, but touch him. He is all. Oh, he is all I need. My Jesus is all I need. I will worship
Hallelujah. Don't you love the presence of the Lord? We say so often, so often, as Brother E.B.A. said at my place the other night, whenever Jesus comes, something good happens. Something good happens. Expect the good. Expect God. You've been equipped. As Paul writes, you've been made perfect in every good work to do His will. God has put something within you to drive you, to perform, to promise. That's what doer means. Not hearers of the word doer. Means that there's something in you to drive you, to perform, to promise. Something's driving us, Eleanor. No, nothing. We've had storms. We've had different things come. But we're still here, Eleanor. People complain, they leave. People complain, they leave. Hey, let them go. But I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to serve the true and living God. He's all we need. Jesus is all I need. You know I'm a terrible singer, right? But I love this song and I sang, sang it all week. This poor man cried. I sang it because you know why? One day I was a poor man. But then I heard on a Wednesday night I was planted by the rivers of living water. And I went from poor to blessed. He can transport you in just a moment into his presence. In just a moment. Just give him an opportunity. I was poor one day. But I took the right step. And I said, yes, Jesus. Like, what happened? I got you. I forsook mother, father, sister, brother. And then he gave me father, mother, sister, Take the right step, folks. Don't go for mediocrity. Go for His presence. Oh, God. This poor man cried. I saw the Lord.
Aleluya, aleluya, aleluya. Oh, we bless your holy name, Lord Jesus. Glorify the Lord with me. He is worthy of all praise and all glory and all honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Our God is an awesome God. He still reigns this morning. And He's here to receive all praise. Is that song? Our God is tremendous. Sorry, Brother Tim, my repertoire is very small, but I love these songs. When I'm in need, I call.
just praise amongst his people. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus, Brother Roy. We accept it. We walk in it. We rejoice in it. We're not going back. We're going forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Is that a song? <laughs> Believing. Believing. Michael's going to sing us a special. Is that okay? Amen. Hey, we're going to help him. This church. Let's have church. As Brother what Lawson says, let's have church. I thought we were in church. <laughs> oh, it's not hard to believe. Amen. The mountaintop of glory.
Just get your equipment bag out. Get your equipment bag out. Get the word of God out. It's pretty sharp now. You can defeat the devil anytime, any place, anywhere. Oh, you know the quote. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Equipment. If you want to come and see my sword, come over to my house. I'll show you. I shine it up every day. Make sure it's sharp. Because we will not know what tomorrow holds. But we know the devil's out there and we're going to be the winners. And Bible declares we've already won. Amen. Brother Ricard, why don't you come and close us in a word of prayer. Wonderful to be in the house of God this morning. Nice to be with you, dear saints. Just before we pray, I just wanted to maybe take a second, and uh, I haven't haven't had a chance yet to say uh, thank you to everybody in the church. Our God is so good. Any case, just the, the prayers, the notes, the love gifts. It's, it's very humbling. And uh, God looks after his own in every step. So just thank you very much for the family. We're doing uh, we're doing well and, and uh, God's still moving. We we had a we had a victory on Friday and, and uh, we were just praying and the insurance companies were starting to kinda of come again and trying to sell us short maybe and uh, and we just heard on Friday a victory, and and uh, God just said, no, no, my my children are going to get what they need. So we just want to give God the glory. Oh, heavenly Father, Lord. Lord, what can we say? You're such an awesome God. Lord, we're just human emotions just overwhelmed because we just think about where we were and what you've done for us, Father. We don't need natural things, Lord. We just need you. But yet you pour in more and more and more. Father, and your word gives us confidence to, to believe, Lord. It's already happened, Father. It's already happened, Lord. We've seen it miracles day after day after day, Father. We're so thankful to be in the house of the Lord, to come in and worship you. Lord, if you never came by our way again, there would be enough. And yet you still come back every single time, Lord. 
Oh God, how can we not worship you? Glorify your name, Jesus. You are the God of glory, Lord, and you come by to come visit us on a Sunday morning because we need it. Dear Jesus, Lord, how we love you. My heart just screams out, I want to bless your name, oh Lord. Glory, glory, glory. I can't sing it enough, Lord. Got a family, Father. But we just want to worship you, Lord. Lord, whatever needs we have, we can just bring it to your altar, Father. Lord, help us to see what you've given us, supposition in Christ. Father God, if the shackles need to fall off, let them fall off, Lord. Let us just raise the roof and praise your holy name. You are worthy, Father. You are so, so worthy, Lord Jesus. May these words that your servant spoke this morning find good ground, Lord. Anchor it in our souls, Father, for we just, we just want to see that revelation, Lord, that step, stepping into our theophany body, Father. All it takes is a revelation. Father God, may we just continue to grow in your word, Lord. Stay close to your children, Father, we pray. We live in a dark day. But if we have Jesus, we have everything. Oh, Lord, make us thankful for it, Father. Be with us, Lord. Help keep us humble, Lord. May we keep your still, small voice close to us always. We fall short. We fall short daily, Lord. But we know through you we have the victory, oh, God. Help us just to see it, Father, we pray. Bless the service now in the remainder of the afternoon, whatever it might be, Lord, wherever you want us to go. If it means staying here and touching your garment, may we just stay here. May we not leave, Father. We love you, Lord. We can't say it enough. Pour back in what your servant has poured out, we pray. Jesus Christ, precious name, Lord, we thank you. Amen. Glory. Glory. Can we sing one more? I got to prove that I'm one in a million. Well, I got to prove.
give you a wonderful afternoon. Amen. Can we announce the United States of America, believers on the 49th parallel, Canada's borders is open. And we want you here. Amen. Amen. Well, just imagine. Now listen, the services are, are so wonderful. I can't imagine somebody missing it. I don't want to miss nothing. Because <laughs> I don't know what God's going to put on these brothers' heart. But whatever it is, it's wonderful. All I know, we serve a marvelous, omnipotent God. God bless you. Let me preach it again. Greet one another. <laughs> You're dismissed in Jesus' name.